Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Tonight's sermon is Grow Up. Grow Up. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not going to finish this one. I'll probably start it and make it a little serious, but at least let me set it up, okay? Tonight, grow up. Tell your neighbor, grow up. Tell yourself, I need to grow up. I need to grow up. There you go. Because y'all like telling your neighbor to grow up, but you ain't like, you ain't like telling yourself. It was, it was quieter that second time. I, I need to grow up. Uh, you can leave it on that slide for a minute. Three, three things we're going to talk about uh, that'll, that'll assist in our growth. Uh, pay attention. Practice. Put away. These are things that you have to consistently do for, I believe, the rest of your life. Pay attention. Practice. Put away. Right? Pay attention because God is speaking. We, the first sermon this year was, listen, Father, bless your word tonight. It's already blessed. Let it fall on good ground. The first sermon I preached on, that, on a Sunday was, listen up. I don't know if y'all remember that. Listen up. Talking about wisdom and how she speaks and, and, and the prioritize wisdom and, and all that getting, get understanding. Because the thing that will cause you to, to elevate this year is wisdom, is you listening to what God has to say about everything. I think in this society, that's a challenge for us because everybody else has a voice in our life. Everybody else has a voice of influence in our life. Everybody, a lot of people's, not everybody, excuse me, a lot of people's opinions really matter to us to the point where it affects our posture. Like we will literally adjust based on what someone thinks about us. You're too loud. You need to calm down. So next time you come to the party, you like this. You don't say nothing. You need to speak out. The next time you're like, I, I used to do that too. Like, just don't say, you ain't got to say nothing because they said say something. <laughs> it's funny when I do stuff like that. I just shout out. I don't know what I'm going to say, y'all. So it's just like, it's funny to hear what I, anyway. So God speaks. It's the craziest thing. I find it interesting that out of all the attributes of God, out of all the attributes that he could have made his most powerful thing, he made his word his most powerful thing. And he made words the most powerful thing in existence, period. That's crazy to me. That's incredible to me that he didn't make the, the, the when the wind blows strong like that, you know God is, no, it's, it's, he could have made any lightning or he, he could have made any other powerful attribute of him his main thing but he made words his main thing and I love that because words as y'all know I, I like to study this I'm not going to bore you all with it tonight though but words start with a, a thought or an idea an idea becomes a thought but an idea is first I love this an idea is an uh, intention okay ideas are intentions. People rarely hear your first thoughts or intentions because it's just too, uh, it's raw to the point where, you, you know, it could be unprofessional, it could be uncaring sometime. Uh, you're not mean, but you like, you, you're chilling with your spouse or whatever. You're like, I wish you would just move down. <laughs> Simple thought. You'll never say that to your spouse. You probably, probably, I don't know your marriage. You probably will never say that to your spouse. But that could be your first, ladies, I need your help if it's you. Or men. Men, I don't be cuddling. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to use an example. Right? So your first attention or idea could be like, I really want them to get off of me. Or move down a little bit and give me some room. I'm hot. They don't know I'm a little warm. They just cuddling. I want them to move a little bit. That's your intent. That's what you want to happen. That's what you would like to see in this scenario. You process it through a thing called, 
Perception. Pro when, when precepts are fruitful, they bring birth to concepts. Concepts are now a picture. I see him moving down. <laughs> now, now, concepts, <laughs> yeah, concepts become a picture now. Now you have your, your whole total thought or main idea. Based on your personality, you will communicate your thoughts. Based on your mood, your emotions, the time of month for some, the it, it depends. Seriously. You'll communicate that thought like, babe, you want something to drink? I, I can get you something to drink. Oh, yeah, thanks, babe. I'll take it. All right, cool. You go get the drink. You set it there and you sit over here. <laughs> he never heard your original thought. Thank God. Oh my God. That's why it's real commendable. It's real worthy to be praised, <laughs> to be kind to people. You know what you got to go through to be kind? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Y'all was like, yes, because I had to do it all day at work. <laughs> it's commendable to be kind. That's why it's a fruit of the Spirit. It's not even natural. Y'all want me to get into it? It's not natural to be kind. It's natural to be selfish. It's natural for you to say, why didn't they consider me? It's supernatural to say, let me consider them. Oh, it's quiet already. I didn't think it would be that quiet. If you're kind, that means you have taken into consideration someone else's feelings, perception, and sometimes ignorance, they just don't know they're getting on your nerves. Or not getting in the way or whatever, just, oh, no problem. It takes supernatural energy and strength to be kind. And I'm not saying you're so mean. The human nature just is me. Are y'all feeling me? So, all right, I don't know if y'all got, got that. Okay. <laughs> but God's thoughts, though. His intentions, where, where his words are birthed from, is a good place. God doesn't want none of y'all to move down. He wants you to draw nigh. <laughs> See, God is one that literally speaks his mind. And when he speaks his mind, it's good for you. That's how good he, he is good. So God don't beat around the bush too much. He speaks his mind. And when he does, it's good to you and for you. The first scripture says this. It says, I know. You can move it. Yeah, thank you. For I know the plans or the intentions or the thoughts that I have for you, declares the Lord. I got plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So in God's future mind, for you, you're prosperous. So whatever way will prosper you, that's the path I lead you down. I don't want to harm you, even if harm is in the path. You understand what I'm saying? Just push me a little bit, not too hard, so I got security. So even if... <laughs> Even if harm is in the, push me again, oh God. Even if harm is in, the, is in the path, it's not in the purpose. So don't look at the, 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 the harm as if it's the destination. It's just part of the journey. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? And we need that, I don't want to say harm, but we need that friction to develop character to develop patience, to develop certain things that's in us that, that's underdeveloped. So don't worry or don't focus too much on things that harm us or rub us the wrong way or things that you don't like. That's not the plan. That's not, the plan is to prosper you. So if you believe that that's his plan, the harm won't harm you. Because I know my destiny can't stop here because it's not prosperous yet. You, you, I know this ain't it because it ain't good yet. My, my mother say it like this because she said better is the ending of a thing than the beginning. She says if it ain't better, it ain't over. 
Thank you, Mom. I love you, Mom. Did y'all hear what I just said? If it ain't better, it ain't over. Because better is the ending of a thing than the beginning. So if it ain't better for you right now, just hold on a little while longer. Because tell your neighbor, better's coming to you. It has to come because that's God's intention for you. Prosperity has to come because that's his plan for you. God's plan. <laughs> it's, it's to prosper you. So I, I, have to, I have to live by God's intent. When you live by God's intent, that's living by revelation. I see what God sees about my life. So I'm not, in, I'm not distraught when things happen because I know what God thinks about me. Look at, look at what God says. Look how God thinks about us. I'm setting something up, y'all. Look how God thinks. I want to talk about his thoughts before I talk about his words, before I talk about us, before I talk about growing. But this is where it all starts. Look, how, look what God thinks of man. Genesis 1.26, let us make man. This is his idea. It's not up there. Don't worry about it. Just look at me. How y'all doing? <laughs> I know it's better to look at the screens than me, but you got to suffer through it. Look at his intentions. Let's make man. And let's send them to hell. No. So why is our whole life about not going to hell? That's not the point. Let's make man and let them have, let them dominate the earth. Let them have dominion. Let them run everything. Y'all quiet. Let's give them everything they need to prosper. Let's give them trees. Let's give them everything he needs. Let's give them the mental capacity to create. Let's let him dress and keep. Let's let him have everything he needs to run the earth. You should be running the earth. Whatever your earth territory is, tell your neighbor, run that. I feel, boy, I feel that. Tell, tell him, run that. Whatever your capacity is, whatever your sphere is, whatever your circumference is, whatever your radius, run that. Why do you not have authority over what you're responsible over? Take authority over the things you're responsible for. Stop worrying about getting a raise on your job. You're not responsible for Walmart. You're worrying about getting a raise at a job, but your house is dysfunctional. Start running the things you... Run the stuff that you own, your body, your temple, your mind. Run that. Manage that. Run that. That's what he said. We're going to give you power. We're going to give you my same spirit. Man, you ain't going to lack nothing. You're just going to be created a little lower than the angels. That's all. I'm not even creating you like a weak ant or caterpillar. I'm going to create you a little lower than the angels. Oh, you you just as beautiful, you just as powerful, you just ain't got wings. You're not a spiritual being all, all together. You're spiritual and natural. But that's God's intent for us. Look at that. The first time we hear him talking about us, he's telling us to run stuff. That ain't, and let's get them. If they mess up, let's get them. Punishment ain't nowhere in there. That wasn't in God's intent. It was never in the plans for God to punish. It's prosper. That's the P we're talking about. Prosper, not punish. So what you mess up? Get up and prosper. So what you fail? Get up and prosper. Woo! Tell your neighbor, get up and prosper. I need y'all to be prophets tonight. Say, I command you to rise up and prosper. Prosper in your home. Prosper in your mind. Prosper at school. Prosper in your body. Prosper in your career. Prosper in your ministry. Prosper in your gifts. Prosper, man. Look how God thinks of us. And when he addressed us again, he said, you know what? It ain't good for them to be alone. Look at him hooking us up. Adam wasn't like, man. No, we didn't play Ooh, I don't, oof. Amen. So, <laughs> y'all pray for me. I, I don't know if I'm seeing prophetically or what, but I feel like it's more people this way because of that mirror, and I feel like it's more people. I don't know if it's prophetic. 
Y'all quiet, y'all don't want anybody to take your seat, but I feel like there's more people coming. <laughs> God's intent. It's good. No, it's not good for man to be alone, man. It's not, that's not a good thing. Get a spot. Let's make a help meet for him. My wife and I was talking about this. I ain't going to go into that because marriage ministry going to be lit. It's so, it's so good. Even the Bible, if you're not talking about spouses, uh, Ecclesiastes, I believe, says. <laughs> I believe it says two are better than one. It's better. When you left to your own thoughts and your own ways, you think you're going straight. You just, hey, how you doing? I'm good. You good? No, you come straight. I am coming straight. You're not. Yeah, I am. And then you fall. Two are better than one. Tell your neighbor, get a partner. Get a homie. Get a girl. Yo, check me. Because the, there's a way that seems right to man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. Don't let me kill myself thinking I'm doing what's right. That's why the Bible says, well, uh, well you'll preach that one, because she preached that one to me. So the intentions and the thoughts and all that, they become words. Words. And all words is seed. Here we go. All word is seed. Every word you hear is seed. You ain't going to be nothing. You ain't going to be nothing. If you keep hearing, you ain't going to be nothing. That seed will grow, and you will either accept it or not. All word is seed. So watch what you say. And watch what you let people say to you. I'm going to say that to this side. Watch what you say. And watch what you allow people to say to you. And please, you ain't nobody. I snatched that out the atmosphere. Throw it back to hell. I am somebody. Let's put that out. I am. I mean, snap. Why are they talking? Uh, what you doing? No, it's okay. You just said something stupid. Go ahead. You said something stupid. Go ahead. Y'all live. Y'all not with me tonight. Live. Just... Just let your friend see you like, what you doing? Ain't nothing. You just, I just don't receive what you just said. Go ahead. So what else? You don't have to accept everything that comes into your ear gates. You can rebuke it. You can uproot it. You can cast out of here. I don't receive it in my mind. In my, I don't. I don't have time for those thoughts in the back of my mind haunting me four months later. So I uproot it now and cast it back to the pit. From whence? I don't receive that. I don't receive that. I don't receive that. All these counter kingdom declarations, people putting over your life. You just let them do it, like no. Now go ahead. I'm good. Go ahead. I said hallelujah. Stop becoming what people say about you. Man. Stop it. So, God speaking to us. It's him speaking his idea and plan for us. And if you've heard it before, it's confirmation to you. If there's something, a new idea or a new concept you heard, like, whoa, preacher, preacher, like, well, I never thought about that. It's a new seed and new ground, and that's good. So the more you think or hear or expose yourself to a thing, the stronger it gets and the more it grows. The purpose of a seed, God was speaking this to me. I'm sorry, y'all. I really just want to say this to y'all. This is so good to me. The purpose of a seed is to package something so huge into something so small so he can place it inside of us. So it could become now the huge thing he once saw, but inside of us. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Did y'all hear that? So God is so creative. I don't, I don't want to say dope. He's so magnificent <laughs> to come up with the idea of seeds. I'm going to put a forest in this. <laughs> I'm going to put 16 oranges in this seed. Do y'all hear me? That's so crazy. Plant it, kill it, bury it, water it, nourish it, 
and it'll, it'll grow. So the purpose of, the, of a small thing being placed in, a, in a, a big thing being placed in a small thing and you put it in a space, it's ex- he puts the seed in a place where it's expected to grow out of. Well, the whole point I'm trying to make is, because I'm going to rush it because it's late. God starts his words of seed. He spoke not just blessings to you, but he spoke you into existence. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. He breathed into man. He said, Adam. <laughs> and man became a living soul. He said, Ty. <laughs> it's a boy. And I became, y'all quiet. He said, your name. And in your name, he said, your whole purpose. When he said Ty, he said pastor at 2017. Y'all quiet. When he said Tim, he said Tim. He spoke your all by saying your name in that same breath spirit. He spoke your whole life. So he spoke a seed in your mother's belly. You were expected to grow out the belly. You were expected to outgrow the belly. Y'all missing what I'm saying? And now you're in life and now you're expected to outgrow problems. You're, expect, oh, you're expected to outgrow circumstances. You're ex- okay, let me, let me say this. Let me say this. Go to the next scripture. See, pay attention to what he's saying about you. You have been born again. See, not of a perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. So God spoke you into existence and you're imperishable. The things that are seen are temporal. The things that are not seen are eternal. So you were created to outlast things you see. You were created to... Some of y'all might not get strength, but you're going to live longer than your problem. You hear me? If God don't bless you in the storm, you're going to outlive it. You were created imperishable. Even if you don't get joy in sorrow, you're going to outlive sorrow. Tell your neighbor, I was created to grow out of it. Problems, stress, issues. You were created to outlast it. (laughs) Now, I would love to have joy in it. But even if you don't, you're going to make it anyway. Can I give you an example? And I'm done. See, y'all got me flowing out here. Here, check it out. Paul is on a boat. He's in the boat. He's subject to the boat. Right? Storm comes. Okay, we know the story. This is Acts 27. Storm comes. The Bible says someone boards, someone broken pieces. They all made it. To shore, they made it. Then at the chapter 28 starts that they're cooling their hands by the fire. The snake bit Peter, hung on him. He shook it off. All that stuff. The storm stopped. See, my Peter outlasted the boat and the storm. Are you understand what I'm saying? You were created to outlast and to outgrow things. My parents, we didn't have a lot of money. So my parents bought me shoes and clothes that were six sizes too big. Maybe three or two. Y'all are like, your parents is crazy. Would you walk around in skis? <laughs> excuse me, I'm walking out. Excuse me, here I come. <laughs> I'm in school, I'm in school. Single file line, the person in front of me is like way up there. Excuse my boots. No, but they bought me shoes at least a size and a half, two sizes bigger because they didn't have a lot of money to keep buying me shoes. Well, why would they have to keep buying me shoes? Because I, I kept growing out of it. When my parents had me, I was a seed, but a seed is never meant to stay a seed. You are never meant to stay broke. You're never meant to stay sick. You're never meant to stay depressed. I don't care if you start there, grow out of it. Grow up. Oh, God. Oh, God. You're never meant to stay there. Never. Never. Ever. That's what grace is for. God gives us grace to grow. He gives us grace to grow. 
He gives us grace to grow. We're allowed to grow and get better because of the blood of Jesus. Otherwise, we will be responsible for, you know, our sins will cause us to be held down. But because of Jesus, we have grace to even grow tall and grow more than, and grow out of where we are. What does it say in 1 Peter? I got it written down here, but I don't know what it says. What's the next verse say? Oh, that's it? 1 Peter? Okay, cool. All right, what does it say? Go ahead. You, what do you say? What's the next scripture? Let me just go by that. Oh, my gosh. So listen. We were created like God. He made us with the ability to communicate. Every creature has the brilliance to communicate with its own species. Isn't that crazy? Which means God desires to communicate with us. He made us to be able to hear, comprehend, and understand, and communicate back to him. Because he wanted a relationship. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So he created everything, especially us, with the ability to communicate because he desired a relationship with us. Why do we have a mouth and intellect and we don't talk to him? Why? why? He, he created that so that we can commune and fellowship with him. So we can understand and be understood by him. So that's why he created. But just like with the baby, you got to learn how to communicate with God. The father of the baby just have a hey man, how you doing? You could be you just the ugliest little baby I ever seen. And they still smiling because they don't know what you're saying. They have to learn. They gotta learn how to communicate. <laughs> they gotta learn sarcasm. You can't start sarcasm with kids. They think you're serious, like thanks. <laughs> no, I'm I'm playing. Like I'm joking. So you got to learn that. Just as a kid, naturally, you got to learn that spiritually. You have to learn how to communicate with God. You, gotta, you, have, to, you have to learn it. Let me try. Okay, let me, I'm going to the end. Let me, let me try. Let me try. Here we go. I'm sorry, my notes is everywhere. When you learn how to speak to God, he only speaks the truth, the Bible says. He calls the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth, speaking wisdom. So pay attention when he speaks. That's number one. Pay attention. Listen. Try to pray. Y'all can't, we can't only hear him in church. That's, that's going to be a problem here at Live. That's not the type of culture we're trying to build here. That's not the type of kingdom culture where the only time you hear the voice of God is through a pastor. That's, that's not God. That's not kingdom. That's not grace. That's control, manipulation, and bondage. Learn how to hear God, hear God for yourself. And pay attention. So if you don't know how to hear God, get around wise people. The next verse says this. The wise will hear and increase their learning. You see that? The wise will hear and increase their learning. And the person of understanding will acquire wise counsel and the skill to steer, to steer his course wisely and lead others to truth. Proverbs 1 Verse 5. Ain't that a good scripture? The wise will hear and increase. If you're wise, you'll hear another wise person and grow from it. Ooh, see? <laughs> see, God tests, he tests your growth by sending you wise people. When he sends wise people to your life, you're either enamored or intimidated. And intimidation is mixed with bondage, too. Because wisdom, and the come up, oh, God, never mind. So God will test it. He'll put wise people around you. I'm not just, not myself, but y'all know wise people. You know, you, some couple of people just popped in your mind just now. Some of them people you stay away from because you have no plans on coming up. You have no plans on shutting down anything about your life. I'm not going over there with Aunt Carol because all she's going to do is make me feel bad about what I'm doing. Well, maybe you should feel a little convicted so you can grow. How 
long are you going to play in the sand? How long are you going to build Lego houses? It's time to build your real life house. You still building Lego houses. Grow up! I don't want a Lego house no more. I've been there. I've done that. I don't want Lego relationships. I don't want monopoly money. Give me real life prosperity. Look at your neighbor say, I'm rich in real life. Rich in wisdom, rich in grace, rich in patience, rich in understanding. I'm not monopoly rich. I'm rich in... I don't want that. I don't want that. Stop being intimidated or stop being so faithful to your, with your alliance with your former self. We have allied ourselves with our former selves. We are so loyal to our old selves as if we owe them anything. This is the me that got me here. Well, turn around and shake your own hand and say, thank you, Ty, but I am done with that version of me. God did not create me to, to not grow. The word of my life is alive and it's a seed. And I've got to, I've got to grow. I can't help it. He spoke it. I can't help it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yelling at y'all. Sometimes you can't help it. You have to grow. A nine-year-old is not thinking about growing. He just does it. Y'all quiet. You see them at the, at, you see them at, what, 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 what? The family reunion? You see what? Gerald, is that you? Okay, Gerald, I see your peach fuzz. He didn't go home like, mm, and push out a mustache. I speak effortless growth in this building. Effortless prosperity. Effortless increase. Subliminal blessings. Unconscious prosperity. Ah! You're not even going to think about it. You're going to come up. You're not even going to concentrate on it. And you're going to get better. You're not even going to focus on it. And you're going to come up. How? Unintentional prosperity. I wasn't even going for this, but my bank account is rocking right now. I wasn't even looking for it, but I got so much peace in my heart. I wasn't even looking for it, but I got so much joy in my soul. I speak unconscious joy. Unspeakable and full of I speak peace that passes. I don't even know how I got here, but I got peace. How'd you get here? I'm healed. That's for somebody. <laughs> Don't focus on your sickness no more. Go ahead and be effortlessly whole. You were created to be whole. You were created to be prosperous. You had y'all rushing me. Sit down. A child may desire to grow, but they can never make themselves grow. Hmm. Yeah. But when you reach a certain age, then you're responsible for a certain level of maturation. Next verse says, you've had enough time so that by now you should be teachers. And everybody in here who's like, that's right, so I hope you let me preach next week. He ain't talking about that. <laughs> every teacher don't got a mic. But every teacher got a life. Let my life show you something. 
Let my journey show you something. You should be teaching somebody something every step you take. Ooh, I see how you did that. Okay, I see. people are watching you and you had no idea who's studying your life. You are a teacher whether you know it or not. So make sure you're teaching the right lesson. And I know y'all young, but y'all teachers. People look up to y'all. Period. You're a teacher. Make sure your post has a good lesson. Make sure your timeline is a blessing to somebody and not just this vain showcase of your many <laughs> angles for selfies. I saw that side already. How many different angles? Never mind. By now, you should be teachers. You know enough to teach somebody something. No, I'm not Bishop Jakes. I can't teach like Jakes. So that don't mean sit down and be quiet. I don't know how to teach like T.D. Jakes, but I know how to teach like Ty. And I don't mean in church, period. When I'm talking to my daughters or when I'm trying to live, your life is a lesson. It's a lesson. It's a lesson you're currently in, and it's a lesson two people looking at you about to come into. Are y'all hearing me? The path that you're on. God don't just see you. He sees lineages. He sees generations. Did you see Matthew? Matthew chapter 1 don't start with, and Jesus was born in Bethlehem. No. This is how Jesus started. Abraham begat Isaac. Isaac, you're going to start with Abraham talking about Jesus? Yeah, and God ain't going to start with you either. Tell you never ain't about you. No, you got to say C-H-U, okay? It ain't about you. <laughs> Everything ain't about you. God's going to see where you started from Abraham all the way into tens of generations after you. So you all... You are now somebody's Abraham. Oh my Lord, when somebody's story is going to be read, it's going to start with your name. What will they say about you? Your lesson, you're, you, you are a, a walking, living lesson. Say, I'm a living lesson to somebody. And tell your neighbor, I hope I'm teaching you right. I hope I'm teaching you right. Uh-oh, the other neighbor, not that one. Say, say I hope I'm teaching you something right. Oh, I ain't perfect, but Jesus, I hope you get one thing out of me, brother. Good God, the Midas touch. You should be teachers, but you need someone to teach you again. The first lesson of God's message. You still need milk. You're not ready for solid food. Paul is saying to the Hebrews here, I want to give y'all more. But you're not ready for it. Your mindset is still on a low level. And this is not condemning. It's never condemning. It's actually an invitation. It's an invitation to come up, okay? Amen. It's an invitation to come up. God does not condemn. But this shows me that revelation is reserved for a certain uh, uh, maturation. Revelation is reserved for the mature. A deeper revelation is, I want to teach y'all more stuff, but y'all still on milk. What? If somebody would say that, I'd be like, what? What What do I? I don't want to miss out. You want somebody to be like, you know, I got more for you, but your, your pockets is full. I'm like, wait! I dump all that money in that backseat so fast. Like, wait, I'm good. Hold on, give me a second. I'll come back with empty pockets and a coat with an inside pocket. I got inside pockets. I don't want nobody to say I got more for you, but you can't, you can't handle it. All I got to do to receive greater revelation is grow up. Hmm. Brothers and sisters, don't be children, immature, childlike in your thinking. So now, we went from effortless blessings 
which is something that just happens naturally. Or when you're in the spirit born again, there's supernatural additions to you that you don't have to worry about. But then there's a level up in your thinking. Hmm. Brothers and sisters, do not be immature. Do not be children, immature or childlike in your thinking. I could, like the promises of the Bible, I heard Pastor B. Oden say this. He's from Africa. The promises of God are all true. Let me, I'm just going to end it here. The promises of God are all true. The blessing is yours. Hallelujah! Prosperity is yours. Hallelujah! This new level is yours. Thank you, Jesus! Just like I can say to D.C., you know what, Ladarius and Alice, I love y'all so much, and I just want to, I want to be like the kings that brought Jesus up. They didn't bring Jesus anything. They brought his parents. I want to I I bless you with a car for D.C. I'm going to give you a car for D.C. I love y'all, man. This is D.C.'s car here. D.C. can shout. He's a little boy in the front. Y'all might not know him. There he is. He's waving his hand. <laughs> Young preacher said, yes, bless your son. That's what he said. Bless your son. He said that to me. Call me son. Bless your tea, son. Tea, my son. So I can speak right now. The car is his. And he can say, holla. This little lad can run around the whole church. Because it's true. The car is his. But he cannot operate on that level yet. He cannot even enjoy what's his. <laughs> he can't even enjoy what's his because it's so beyond him at this point. All he has to do to receive the blessing that's already his, y'all quiet, is grow up, live. There are blessings waiting for you, but you can't receive it now. All you got to do, y'all not loud enough, tell your neighbor, just grow up. You could be driving much prettier if you grow up. You could have much more peace if you grow up. You could have much more joy. If those things are waiting. Don't be childlike in your thinking. If you're going to be infants, be infants in matters of evil. I want you to see this. Yeah, you got to see this. It's good. All right. You know what I mean? Don't be children, immature or childlike in your thinking, but be infants in matters of evil, completely innocent and inexperienced. Yeah. But in your mind, be mature adults. If we're going to be ignorant to something, let it be to sin. That's what he's saying. How are we well versed in lying but struggle with truth? How are we well versed? We, we got it switched. We are, very, we are very familiar with our wrong ways and unfamiliar territory is blessings. Like unfamiliar territory is spiritual. That's backwards. Don't be immature children in your thinking. Be infants when it comes to evil. I ain't got nothing to do with that. I don't know. I'm too young to even know what evil is. I don't even know. I can't function on that level. Be, be, be ignorant to that. But in your minds, grow up. I'm just going to skip to something. I don't even know what's next. All right, hurry up. Just, just let's go. Anyone who lives on milk is still a baby. He knows nothing about right teaching, but solid food is for those who are what? Grown up. They are mature enough. Ooh, they are mature enough to know the difference between good and evil. But did you hear that? They're mature enough to know the difference between good and evil. Well, how do they know the difference between good and evil? I'm going to tell you this, and I guess we can, I'm, I'm going to go. Here's another version of that same scripture. But solid food, the next one. But solid food is for the mature whose senses are trained by practice to distinguish between good and evil. Okay. So solid food is for the mature. Mature means what? Mature means those who exercise godly living. To the point where they know the difference between good and evil. 
between what God wants and what he don't want for me. People, I don't know my purpose. I don't know what God wants. I don't, I don't want to. You're not training. You're not practicing. We're already on the You're not exercising your faith. You know it, but you're not exercising it. You know what to do to be healthier. Oh, God, let me get a. It's not about knowing it. It's about practicing it. What have you practiced? Because that area develops. The area you practice. So some of us are still immature Christians because we practice no godly things. I can't talk about the come up, y'all, without this stuff. Because these are the weights that hold the hot air balloon to the ground. And after Sunday, we come up a little bit like, hey, I want to come up. But then the weights will be like, oh, okay. Then Wednesday, hey, I want to come up. But then weights like, uh, I'm not sliding down no more years. 2017 was my last sl sliding year. I'm oh, God, up, up and away. I'm staying up. You're not going to grow up. We're not going to grow up unless we practice the next level. You don't grow unless you practice the next level. Kids see their parents walking and driving and running all the time. But they can't grow up unless they first practice. This is their version of you walking. See? And when your life looks like that and you compare yourself to everybody else on IG, you compare yourself to everybody else that's running and flying, but you struggling and crawling. Dude, man, you on that level. Keep doing it until you come up. You come, don't base your come up on nobody else's reality. And don't be embarrassed by the level you on. At least I'm coming up. You don't come up. You don't grow up unless you practice the next level. That's a good thing. I'm not on that level, but I'm training for it. Athletes train in college to be in the league. They have, they have college. They got advanced classes in high school for college. Are, are y'all with me? All right. I just need to. Y'all got it? You got to start training now, practicing now for the next level you. I had somebody come to me and they said, hey, Pastor Tay and Pastor Todd, yeah, I made you some food. I, oh, okay, yeah. She, I, I never cook. I don't really cook, but I'm training to be a wife. I'm training to be married. So I'm making y'all, oh, okay, thank you. Go ahead and train. At least she ain't out calling and DMing people and trying to get a date. Y'all quiet. I'm training for the level I'm ready to grow to. I can tell by how you train what level you're expecting to go to. Ask your neighbor, what are you training for? Babe, if you come up here, I'll stop. You just help me stop. Yeah, because you got to help me be quiet. So my senses are trained by the practice. I'm going to just say this part right here. You want to say it or me? Now that I know the difference. I'll do it. Now that I know the difference and I see what's not purposeful yet is still in my life, see, I can distinguish good and evil when I train. So after your training, you can now see, oh, that's good, that's bad, that's not for me, that's for me. That, you, you can discern it now. Mm -hmm. Now that I know that, we must put away those things. Next scripture in my closing. Right. When I was a child. <laughs> When I was a child, I spoke as a child. Uh-oh. Uh -huh. I understood as a child. Yep. I thought as a child. Could somebody give me a big butt right here? But! but. Thank you. But. When I became a man, what happened? What happened? I put away. But guess what? So, that was a 12 so we got... We got, yes, pay attention. When God speaks, we got practice. You got to train for your next level. And then we got put away. Mm. Once I'm mature, I understand what needs to go. But guess what? It's not, it's no one is biblically responsible for what we have power to put away. 
tell me if something's wrong. You know if something's wrong with me. You, you know what's wrong with you. If I get off track, tell me. You know you're off track. You just want to know how much you can get away with. <laughs> One of the signs of maturity is putting away. When your kids grow up, they put their own toys away now. Like, wow. They make their own food and they put it back in the refrigerator. Putting away is a sign of maturity. Ain't that good? It's a, I got so much. Let me just be quiet. Can I just say one more thing? One more? Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I don't think we understand that growing up also means the assassination of the old you. You, you literally assassinate who you were. You, you're literally not that person anymore. Once I grow up, I, I talk about it all the time. Sometimes I wish I could go back to elementary school when I didn't have all that, all these responsibilities and all that stuff. I want to go back. It's more fun. But some stuff you're too grown for. It's nothing worse than a grown boy. Or a grown girl. Calm down. Y'all be real childish too and petty and bitter and extra. <laughs> Let me say there's nothing worse than a grown baby. It's nothing worse than that. It's nothing worse. Um, I have so much more, but I'm, I'm gonna save it. it yeah. Uh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Let's go. All right. You can close it. Go to the last. Go to the last slide. The last. The very, very last one. Is that it? Yeah. But now you must also rid yourselves. Don't tell everybody else what they're doing wrong. Rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Don't lie to each other since you've taken off your old self with its practices. I got new practices now. I ain't going to continue that. But here, the point I wanted to make was... Paul is talking to the believers. So I'm saved and I still got all that in me? Yes. The salvation package doesn't rid you of these things. The salvation package gives you revelation and wisdom on what you need to put away. Because before you're saved, you don't know what's wrong. When God comes into your life and shines the light on who we really are, it's our responsibility to put it away. Live. I know I skipped around a lot, but I was trying to make just a simple point. When God spoke you into existence, you have to become what he said. Tell your neighbor, I have to happen. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.